None of the content on this or any episode of the Cranium Science Podcast, Cranium Science Journal Club, or on any pages of the website kratomscience.com should be considered medical claims or medical advice. This is the Kratom Science Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher, blog and social media writer for kratomscience.com. Your source for all things Kratom. No guest today, but what I'm going to do today is go over the latest updates on the state Kratom bills. This podcast is going to be published on February 17th, so everything will be current. I'm recording it here on the 15th, so everything will be current up till then. I'll give you a link to the article I wrote about all the active Kratom bills going on in the states. These are all state-level bills. Um, So if you live in the states of Arizona, Colorado, Florida, Hawaii, Illinois, Kansas, Kentucky, Mississippi, Missouri, New Hampshire, New York, Ohio, Oregon, Virginia, Washington, and Wisconsin, there are active bills in your states having to do with Kratom. There will be a link to the article I wrote that's an update on this where you can click the bill and contact your local reps if you're in those states. Um, But first I just want to let everybody know an idea I have and I I think uh, Melody Wolf might be doing it too. Um, This spring probably I'm just gonna have a Kratom tea party at my house. I'm gonna serve Kratom tea for free. We'll have snacks. Uh, It'll be a no alcohol party which I'm not usually known for but It'll be an interesting change for me. <laughs> All my friends will be surprised. And uh, what I'm going to do is give a little, maybe like a PowerPoint on my TV. Uh, just a little small gathering, probably 20, 30 people at the most. Uh, I'm going to give a little little TED Talk, so to speak, about Kratom. And just teach people about safe use, the benefits of Kratom, and the risks. I'm not going to... Uh, sugarcoat the risks either um, but you know anybody that has a television and watches uh, the local news has probably seen a story on Kratom and it probably hasn't been positive uh, that's just what the news does uh, train wrecks get people to turn their necks but I, I just want to educate people because I really think this Kratom thing this whole thing is an opportunity for us to educate people about using it safely that we wouldn't wouldn't otherwise get with that you can't get with uh you know underground drugs sold on the underground market uh because you never know what's in them with kratom it's a legal substance people just need to learn how to use it in every instance that i've looked at where there was uh, some kind of death or my tragedy was one of uh, multiple multiple drugs uh, that were ingested. Even uh, with uh, some of these people that get uh, develop heavy dependency and, and addiction, which is a psychological problem. Uh, a lot of it just comes from uneducated use of Kratom. Uh, if we can educate people, we can mitigate the risks. I mean, even with alcohol, where we get... Lots of accidents all the time, domestic violence involving alcohol, all kinds of problems. It would be a lot worse if it was illegal. Uh, And people know 
not to get a pint of whiskey and chug it down in a, in a half hour like you would a beer. So there's edu- education about alcohol. Same thing with coffee. Uh, the point I've been making, Kratom isn't like coffee. It's a little, it's more risky, I would say, for dependency. And, and the type of dependency is a higher risk dependency. It'll affect your life more, I think, especially if you get into these extracts. But um, if coffee and caffeine were new to the United States, would you have people, you know, be sucking down uh, 80 grams in an hour of coffee, and uh, caffeine's uh, twice as toxic as my tragedy, according to some studies, uh, some LD50 studies, so I think people would probably die a lot sooner if they were uh, chugging down uh, coffee powder, Um, so yeah, so basically, safe use since I'm talking about it, stick to tea, Stay away from extracts, and if you're you're if you're a veteran user, you know how to use those things. But if you're just starting out, really just make a tea. I would say because even having the capsules, even though it's the same thing, you're probably only getting the same amount of powder. It's kind of well, they're there, and then maybe the next day you'll take uh, five capsules instead of three, and then the next day you'll take seven instead of five. Uh, it's just easier to uh, take more. Whereas if you make a tea, it's a process. It's careful. There's pr- maybe, I don't know, maybe there's more uh, respect for yourself and the substance involved. More respect for the plant. If you're taking the time to make a tea, add a little bit of lemon and ginger and honey. Make it try to taste something close to good. <laughs> That's just my message to anybody that's new, and and of course, I wouldn't outlaw people only being able to take a certain amount, especially somebody that's in severe chronic pain might need to take more than I do. That's just my whole tea party idea, and and I'm going to publish the um, PowerPoint or whatever software I use to to do my talk, and, and that'll be available for anybody to download if you want to have your own tea party. I'm going to make a recipe uh, for a big batch recipe for the Kratom. And actually, if anybody has a recipe of a uh, big batch, uh, leave it in the comments. Because uh, I've only made it for like myself and one other person. Uh, and so I don't want to have too small of a dose that nobody feels anything. But I don't want to have too large of a dose where you know somebody who's really small gets uh, sick. I think it's going to be a great chance to educate people and um i think uh the whole kratom thing has to expand it has expanded i think uh but i just think it has to expand in a positive way and teaching people how to use this and let them know the risks that that'll lower the instances of these unsuccessful uses of uh these uh, liver toxicities and and these deaths that almost always involve polysubstance. Gonna be educating some people and having a fun little party while we do it. So let's go to the states. I'm gonna do these in alphabetical order. And if you are in any of these states, please contact your reps. You can either thank them if you like the law um, that's gonna be passed. uh, Or, you know, if they're passing a ban bill, you can ask them to please vote against it. Uh, that's only in three states uh, where they're passing the ban bill. So I'm going to go through each of these, and I and I published this article the other day, um, so like last week actually. 
Um, so I'm going to make sure a week has gone by. I'm going to make sure everything, all these are up to date before I, I talk about them on. And like I said, today's February 15th. So if you're listening to this, it will be out on Thursday. Um, but just check in the, in the, uh, links and, um, make sure everything is up to date. Then you know better who to contact, uh, what committee the bill might be in, uh, whether it's in your state house or senate. Okay, we'll start off with uh, Arizona HB 2601. And this is a regulating bill, so they already have a Kratom Consumer Protection Act uh, that was passed in 2019. What this is doing is updating it. And a lot of these, they'll define... Uh, vendors as either processors or retailers, which is what they're updating in this. They had them defined as just dealers. But I think what that's going to do is a processor in the state would be a person that tests the Kratom, puts it through GMP, uh, and maybe even does all the packaging. Whereas a retailer would be anyone who just buys in bulk and sells the Kratom like somebody in uh you know a botanical shop head shop gas station those are real retailers but there can also be online retailers that can do the same thing a lot of the creating companies are do do that they will buy bulk and they'll buy good gmp product but they'll just put their own label on it that's essentially the whole business to be honest uh everybody's getting it off the same ship essentially there's a few different suppliers from what I hear from people that are in the know and then everybody just puts puts their own label on it um but um so that's what they're updating in Arizona so if you like that idea then you can get in touch with them right now um it was in a committee on February 14th consent calendar I don't know what that means but it says object no so nobody objected to it um, it was in their rules committee. Yeah, it was unanimously voted on to pass through, uh, looks like the C- the rules committee, or the CMP committee. That was on, uh, February 14th, on Valentine's Day. So, this bill's going through these committees. Uh, it seems like a good update to them already having a bill. So, in Arizona, you're safe. Uh, they're just kind of tweaking the bill a little bit to make sure... The distribution line is open for people to sell Kratom, and they don't necessarily own a uh, GMP facility, but they can they can only sell what's already been through GMP still. So I think that's a good rule. You know, otherwise, uh, then we'd all have to buy apples from the guy that grew the apples, and you know, it's kind of like that. It's kind of opening the distribution lines. Um, Colorado. SB 22-120, this is called Regulation of Kratom Processors. It's going to be effective January 1st, 2023. It requires that prior to selling or offering for sale any Kratom product, each Kratom processor must register with the Department of Revenue and disclose certain information regarding the product, uh, establishes minimum requirements, um, 18 and above, in Colorado, um, you have to notify the department of an, any adverse effect, uh, effect report made with the Federal Food and Drug Administration regarding any of the processor's Kratom products. 
and authorizes the department to investigate adverse effect reports to determine whether the processor has violated any of the standards in the bill. This is actually good. I mean, some of these bills are just kind of like run-of-the-mill. They were probably written by the lobbyists, which are good bills and establishes. But it looks like um, Colorado is getting into, well, how exactly are we going to enforce this? Uh, which is good, which is what they need. Some of the bills pass, it doesn't seem like there's any revenue for enforcement, or doesn't seem like there's n- going to be any enforcement of some of these rules, which there should be. Colorado, they're, they're setting up exactly, they're, they're giving their, themselves the power to investigate these companies and setting up exactly how they're going to enforce. So, in my opinion, that's a good that's a good law. Next up, we got Florida SB 1076. Oh, and that law it was introduced um, February 3rd. I don't think there's been any action on that Colorado law. Florida, there's a couple of acts. Uh, there's one in the, in the Senate, the Florida Senate, and there's one in the House. Um, the Florida Senate SB 1076, it's called the Florida Consumer... Kratom Consumer Protection Act. This is the one that um, Dr. McCurdy and Dr. Grunman, they're two past guests on this podcast, uh, they wrote a guest column uh, on the February 5th Tampa, Day, Tampa Bay Times in support of the bill. Um, so they called it a much-needed step to put some regulations in place and an increase the safety of products that consumers, consumers have available to them. And um, they said, with this legislation, the future of Kratom research and education to the public and healthcare professionals will be strengthened. So those guys, yeah, that's the other thing about banning substances is not every lab who has the technology to study them and the will, like at University of Florida, they don't all have a DEA license to study them. And these are very hard to get. Um, Dr. John has talked about it on Journal Club because he had a DEA license when he was doing his uh, graduate work or undergraduate work. Um, but they're very hard to get, and uh, it would it would be a big blow to the research if, if Kratom would be illegal in Florida, especially because that's where they're doing the best work in the country at the University of Florida. Um let me see. The it was introduced November thirtieth, and as of uh, January nineteenth, the bills in the Appropriations Subcommittee on Agriculture, Environment, and General Government. And let me see if there's any further updates. Nope, that was the last update, January nineteenth. So there hasn't been movement on that. The Florida House bill is basically the same thing. It's called an Act relating to kratom products, and that's HB ten seventy one. Um, it's similar to the Senate bill, and it has requirements on sale of Kratom products, but instead of using the blanket term processor, it also defines manufacturer and retailer and outlines regulations for each of them. So that's what I was talking about with the above, the earlier bill, that, you know, a manufacturer would be a person that maybe imports, puts the Kratom through GMP, and then the retailer would be anybody that would would sell that product uh, for everybody from internet retailer to gas station. So Hawaii, there's two Kratom Consumer Protection Acts, uh, HB 2356 and SB 3307. There's one in the House, one in the Senate. Um, They're identical. 
they were introduced on January 26th and referred to three committees on January 28th, Judiciary and Hawaiian Affairs, Consumer Protection and Commerce, Health and Human Services, and Homelessness Committee. Um, so all those committees have to look at that. Um, uh, they use the term vendor as an all-encompassing term. Um, uh, uh, like most of these, it bans the sale of adulterated and contaminated kratom and kratom with greater than 2% of alkaloids of 7-hydroxymetragynine. Uh, nobody under 18 can buy kratom. Label requirements include an ingredient ingredients lists that the sales prohibited the miners the exact amount of my tragedy and seven hydroxy vendor name and address suggested use precautionary statements they vendors are subject to a lab test uh, by request by the state both these bills have been sitting in committee uh, since January 28th and let's go on to Illinois has a bill uh, it's just called Kratom Consumer Protection. This is Illinois SB 3948. Let's see what's going on with that now. It's sitting in the Assignments Committee since January 21st. Uh, sellers are referred to as processor and retailer in the bill. Um, would prohibit adulterator contaminated Kratom. Uh, 7-HMG has to be under 2% of alkaloids, instructions for safe use on the label, serving size on the label, uh, 18 and older. Illinois sets a higher fine for violations than other, and the other bills, the fines were like $500, $1,000. In Illinois, a first offense for processor has a $5,000 fine. And subsequent offenses carry a $10,000 fine. Uh, they're not fucking around. Which would be good. I mean, if you get these people out of here putting Fenibut and Tianapatine in it, and however you pronounce that, whatever, uh, you know, a little $500 fine, and you could stop anybody if they're making that much an hour. So, I think this is good. We, we need to n know what's in our Kratom. And hope it'll help. I mean, you know, there might be problems that come up you know, as there are with everything. Nothing's perfect. Uh, Kansas, HB 2056, regulating the sale and distribution of Kratom products relating to the Kansas Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act. This was introduced on January 13th. Oh, there are some updates for this one. There was a hearing on January 26th. Not sure how that went, but that's the last update on that bill. Uh, that bill was introduced last year, uh, January 13, 2021, and they just had a hearing this year, so that looks good. Um, so, vendors are just Kratom dealers, they don't break it down into processor, and then all the other stuff about it, all traded Kratom, 7-hydroxy, everybody over 18. Also, it ties in with their Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, so the dealers would have to adhere to other things in that food, drug, and cosmetic act in Kansas. Okay, now we're on to Kentucky. This is a banned bill, HB 142. So if you're against Kratom prohibition and you're in Kentucky, uh, contact your state reps. Make sure it's the state reps. And I'll put a link on how to contact uh, your reps under there and just a link to this whole article that I wrote that I'm actually reading from. Um, 
but yeah, this was introduced um, uh, December 10th of 2021. Uh, it was referred to the Health and Family Services Committee on uh, February 2nd. And let's see if there's any update. No, it's still in the Health and Family Services Committee. It would add Kratom to the list of controlled substances. Persons caught selling Kratom would face a Class D felony for the first offense, Class C felony for subsequent offenses. Persons caught possessing Kratom would face a Class D felony charge that carries three years in prison maximum, but a first or second offense would carry a choice of deferred prosecution or probation unless the defendant is ineligible, which means you have priors. So, yeah, Kratom would be a illegal drug in Kentucky if this goes through. So, if you're in Kentucky, call your reps and please politely ask them to not pass this bill. Vote no on HP 142 in Kentucky. Uh, here we go with another banned bill, Mississippi, HB 681. Uh, it's called Add Kratom to Schedule 1 of the Uniform Controlled Substances Act. This passed the con- Mississippi House, so this is the ban bill that's the biggest threat. It's already passed their house, and it's in- sitting in s- the Senate as of February 4th. Uh, Mississippi has been really bad. They've had uh, the... Lowndes County Crime and Addiction Task Force. Basically, a bunch of cops have been going around uh, advocating for Kratom to be illegal so they can arrest people for it, which that in and of itself should be illegal. I think federally there's something called the Hatch Act, with which prohibits cops from lobbying for laws like that because, you know, basically they're using their power as cops to enact laws that will take people's freedoms away. Uh, and it's just really egregious, and they're just awful people. And uh, not cops in general, I mean these specific ones in, in Mississippi. I don't I don't have any respect for them, and they're trying to turn their fellow citizens into criminals. Uh, and I've heard, and I don't have any evidence of this, but there might be some medical cannabis money in that, because they passed this bill a day after medical cannabis uh, became legal in Mississippi, which is a shame because we want cannabis to be legal too. Um, but just like Budweiser, or not not necessarily Budweiser, I don't know if it was them, but the alcohol companies used to lobby against legal marijuana because it's, uh, you know, it's competition for their bottom line. I mean, we know there's cannabis companies lobbying against home grow in certain states, so it wouldn't be such a stretch that they would be lobbying against Kratom uh, where where it work in Mississippi and maybe even funding uh, the, the propaganda down there. So, uh, yeah, Mississippi HB 681, it's now in the Senate, so if you're in Mississippi... Find who your state senator is, contact them, and please ask them to vote no. So, we, we would hate to see Mississippi. I mean, they've already outlawed it in tons of counties and towns down there, but we'd hate to see it be outlawed in a state bill. But they got a lot of power in their police down there, so that's a shame. Better news, uh, there's two bills in Missouri that are regulating uh Trade and Consumer Protection Act. Uh, that's HB... 1667 and SB 774. These are both Missouri. 
Uh, both bills are essentially the same. Uh, as of February 1st, they already passed through two House committees, and it's the same as the other one. Uh, seven hydroxy has the standard two percent. No adulterated or contaminated creating products. Uh, sales prohibited to those under 18. Those seem good. Missouri, New Hampshire. Uh, there's another regulating. It's relative to the sale and distribution of creating products. That's New Hampshire HB 333. It was introduced last year, but it got moved to the Commerce and Consumer Affairs Committee as of January 5th. Similar to the other bills, it's just a regulation bill. Uh, 18 and above. Safe use and dosage instructions on the label. All oh, this is good stuff to me. Um, New York has a bill, S3588, Kratom Consumer Protection Act. That was introduced January 2021, and then they moved it to the Agriculture Committee on January 5th of this year. Uh, Ohio, which we had a banned scare there a couple years ago, they are passing a regulation bill called Regulate Kratom Processing Sale and Distribution. And since Ohio has looked at this pretty carefully, they're kind of writing their own bill. Um, a lot of these are just this, a similar bill in different states, but uh, I think Ohio's struggled with this issue, issue more with wanting to ban it and then changing their minds. So they're going to be like, you know, we're not just going to let the lobbyists write the bill. We're going to do something on our own. Sponsors are Mark Frazier and P. Scott Lips. That's quite a name. Um... Regulate Kratom Processing Sale and Distribution. Yeah, this passed the House. This is great. That's good news. It passed the Ohio House. That is great news. Uh, there was a hearing on, on February 8th, and it passed the House on February 9th. So that's great news. That's HB 236. If you want to thank politicians for sponsoring it passing it if you want to contact your senators and tell them you support it if you're in ohio oregon there's another bill in oregon hb 4010 in oregon relating to kratom prescribing an effective date they worked on a pretty comprehensive bill last year but i don't think it got through their finance committee um they were going to allocate mon money for enforcement which is uh it's a promising thing because some states just skip over that part and you're like well it's never going to be enforced is it um but oregon actually allocated money they were one of the first that i've seen that that divided processors and retailers which is a good thing um they had a work session it was introduced february 1st and they had a work session on february 7th in oregon so the last thing that happened with this oregon bill is it was uh, referred to the ways and means committee on uh, february 8th so it's sitting in there so it's getting through some committees up there in oregon up next we have virginia it's a regulation bill it was introduced uh january 21st on uh, february 8th the House subcommittee recommends continuing to 2023 by voice vote, and it was continued to 2023 on February 10th in health, welfare, and institutions by voice vote. So it looks like nothing's going to happen this year with the Virginia bill, but that was also a regulation uh, Consumer Protection Act bill. Now, Washington, there were two bills. There was a ban bill. And there was a KCPA bill. Uh, it was both sponsored by the same guy, same Senator Jim Honeyford. 
Um, apparently, he was probably convinced by uh, lobbyists to change it to a regulation bill. This uh, regulation bill was introduced on the 25th. SB 5941, uh, referred to the Senate Committee on Law and Justice. Uh, Honeyford's in that committee. Yep, as of uh, today, it's still in that Committee on Law and Justice. <clears throat> Let's see what the ban bill, if it was uh, killed at all. Uh, no, that's still in that same committee uh, that would designate uh, Kratom as a controlled substance. But it looks like, uh, from what I've heard, the Honeyford is good with passing a regulation rather than a ban bill. Now, Wisconsin is the most interesting one because this would regulate, not only regulate Kratom, but <clears throat> it would repeal the ban that's there in the state. Wisconsin's one of the banned states. Uh, in this bill, Wisconsin AB 599 was introduced October 7th, 2021, referred to Committee on Rules on February 1st. This would re regulate Kratom products and appeal the ban, uh, repeal the ban. Um, which would be excellent. Hopefully that would happen. Uh, it would cancel out maybe it being banned. So that's the most hopeful one. Uh, the least hopeful is uh, Mississippi. But uh, if you're in Wisconsin, AB 599 is what you want to call up your um, representatives and tell them to support. Yeah, and it's in committee now as of uh, February 1st. So hopefully that will pass. It's in the Committee on Rules, but you never know what's going to happen. It's still in the early stages of a bill, and it's hard to get those uh, get those through. It's There's a lot of stuff they have to work on, and uh, they only have a middle amount of time in some of these states. So, we'll see. I hope this was helpful. Um, a great place to look up your reps is uh, myreps.datamade.us. That's myreps.datamade.us. I'll be linking the article that I wrote, uh, the uh, February update on all these bills, and you'll get the, you can look at the bills on their own pages. I'm I'm getting all the information from most of the information I'm getting is from directly from the state uh, pages. Uh, you know, so I'm not relying too much on hearsay and and what what somebody said. I'll believe it when I see it when it comes to these laws. But I hope that was helpful. Uh, next week we'll be back um, with another uh, journal club uh, with Dr. Cachet. We did one on uh, some of these toxicology uh, reports of uh, kratom toxicities and mitragynine toxicities. It was a pretty good paper from 2019 that we did on. It's a big topic that we have to deal with on our side and then after that i'll be having some guests i've been talking to some people and having some really interesting guests on uh, this spring so far we don't advertise we don't ask for contributions but we do ask for your help if you would share this on social media please like subscribe comment rate review wherever you're listening the music is risey. This song is called Memories of Thailand. Kratom Science Podcast is written and produced by me, Brian Gallagher, for KratomScience.com. Take care.